You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Bill Weld leaves the Libertarian Party to join the Republican Party. This is We Are Libertarians Daily. I am your host, Hody Johns. I'm joined by not one, but two other great hosts. I have Reinhold. How are you doing, Reinhold? I'm doing well. All right. Sounding great. And then we have the ever-talented Paul Copeland. How are you, Paul? I'm doing all right. You seem like you're a bit hot before we even uh, hit the record button. You seemed a little hot. So why don't I have you introduce the topic? Well, today on February 4th, 2019, uh, the news has come out that former vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party, Bill Weld, has joined back up with the Republican Party. Uh, Yuck. Yeah. So, there... It has been uh, put out that his voter registration in his hometown or home state of Massachusetts has been noted as Republican, and that is something that came out through his uh, clerk office in his home county. And it has made its rounds like wildfire across the liberty movement. Uh, And some notable talking heads have already spread it quite far, uh, including Joshua Smith and Michael Heiss uh, of the Mises Caucus and uh, other major players in the Libertarian Party are making a big hay out of this voter registration switch. So, I don't know, do we want to start with controversy or do we want to start with our own thoughts on Bill Weld? Well, I'd like to start with one thing first. One thing is we are going off of a article that reportedly reports that the clerk has said that this happened this happened and i don't know if there's any evidence to it so i I i'm waiting to see what the the full evidence is on that so whether he comes out in response to it the other thing is is it possible for him to register as a libertarian in his state uh well I've seen multiple people independently verify that this is how he is listed on the uh, Secretary of uh, the Commonwealth uh, for Massachusetts. So I'm going to go with the presumptive that it is accurate at this point. And uh, as for registering as a libertarian in Massachusetts, I'm not 100% certain. Right. So I don't know if you can, and I'll have to look this up, but if you can't register as a libertarian and you want to vote in a primary to try to vote against somebody who's running for president, you would sign up in that, that party, wouldn't you? I mean, that, it doesn't seem to make sense to me that just because he's signed up as a Republican to vote in a primary, which happens to... Uh, all across the country, people do this all the time to try to vote people out of running uh, by jumping parties and going into their primaries to do that. Um, I don't see how that says anything more than just that at this point. So there's a lot of speculation, but let's let's just go ahead. I mean, we've done our jobs as broadcasters to tell you this is going to be speculation. 
but let's go and go under the presumption that it's happened. Uh, I think the fact that I can't find anything from him immediately denouncing it, especially since it's going like wildfire, makes me think that's somewhat likely. Uh, Reason had an article that this might happen five days ago, saying that he was pondering the switch, and I got some quotes from him, and so I'm thinking that this, uh, it seemed like it might happen. I'm going to go with the assumption that it did happen. If it did not, we told you so, dear listener. We told you so. So we're not trying to feed uh, feed you false information. But let's assume that it did. So um, uh, Reinhold, pluses, minuses, what are your feelings? Just tell me how you feel about, again, assuming that he did leave the party or that he's going to be a Republican instead of a Libertarian. So what we're we're suggesting is that he is going to run as a Republican in the presidential primary for the Republican Party in order to oust Donald Trump. Now, we know from history with Bill Weld that he really, really despises Donald Trump. Um, I don't blame him for that. I kind of feel the same way. But that's kind of been his driving factor for a while is that he just really does not like this guy. Uh, so I could see that happening. The The other question is, is that how many times have we seen libertarians running as Republicans for office? And we're always told, hey, that's, you know, they're only doing that to try and infiltrate, to try and change from inside. And they're lauded as, as good things. And we have Austin Peterson, who ran for presidential candidate for Libertarian Party and famously then ran as a Republican in the Senate race in his home state. Uh, and most of the people who are denouncing Bill Weld at this point, if I remember right, are still huge fans of Austin Peters. And so that sounds a little bit hip- hypocritical to me. Um, do you I don't think know that, what do it you think they're denouncing him because they don't like him though do you think or do you think they're actually denouncing the switch or do you think they're just saying because the ones that i've seen say yay hooray he's gone like the well, you, you, the ones you were talking about earlier uh paul the michael heiss and the joshua smiths are just like this is great news well i mean you could talk to paul about joshua smith and michael heiss i have my own take on those so i will let him give the first chance okay so yeah, as far as this goes, I think that this is a huge negative to the party. I would much rather have Bill Weld win or lose in the in what amounts to the Libertarian primary. I'd much rather him have him on our team. I would much rather have everybody on our team. And, you know, my interaction so far with Michael Heiss on this issue amount to him claiming that my principles have been bought you know what my principles when it comes to the libertarian party are that we should win elections and we don't do that by creating a toxic environment that drives out actual successful people because the the toxicity is going to do nothing to create an actual movement and commenting laugh reacts only in regards to a story like well rejoins Republican ranks does nothing to foster an environment of inclusivity welcomeness or it it does nothing to advance the cause of liberty 
all it is is a man with a Napoleon complex patting himself on the back, congratulating himself that he won a victory. But what sort of victory is it? You managed to drive somebody away. I, I don't yeah. see the Libertarian Party as better because of this, right? No. And as one of the major vehicles of the Liberty Movement, the Liberty Movement as a whole suffers when we not only cause actions like this to occur, but it suffers when we celebrate these same actions. It makes it, it definitely validates the toxic, toxic atmosphere that you're talking about. I have people in the party that I have serious disagreements with, and even more than just political disagreements with. Some of them, I don't like them as people. And even then, I think that we are better unified than just more and more enemies. I mean, I am sick of how many enemies we have. Now, Bill Weld, I don't, I, I do not believe that he is going to turn into an enemy for us. I doubt he's going to spend a lot. I think much like Austin Peterson, he's going to thank us for, you know, getting him in, in the spotlight or, you know, or, or, you know, thanking us for his time and, and remembering that his values are still libertarian or something along those lines, but that he's just got a better shot as a Republican, something along those lines. Even so, we certainly want him, or no, I shouldn't say we, there are some members who certainly want him to be the enemy, who don't like him. He's a hot button topic. Every time he got brought up, I remember just watching the convention uh, last year and how hostile that got just at the mention of Bill Weld's name. Now, Chris noted that by the end of it, everybody was kind of okay with it and had accepted it and was on kinder terms, but even so, like, they just have hot feelings about him, which I think is funny because I consider him kind of a lukewarm guy, but I think he lent a lot of credibility to the party, having been, what, a two-term governor of, you know, a red guy in a thoroughly blue state, so somebody who was an underdog that kind of knew how to win. If I had any problems with him, it was just that he was too mild in his speech. Um, I... I guess I hated Trump and Hillary kind of in equal propor proportions. So maybe when he was like, eh, I'd rather, you know, I believe he blatantly said that Hillary was less dangerous than Trump. Um, I, I thought they were both bad. I guess I'd seen the Clintons murder enough people that I, I didn't necessarily, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily with him on that. But I mean, it, it mild disagreement, right? Either way, I liked that he was becoming more of a libertarian. He had done so much recruiting. And, and I just hate to see all this go out the window to the tune of celebration. I mean, I, I, I feel like it should be a time of mourning, and I hate to see people excited about it. But, uh, yeah, that that's my take on it. I, I hope it's not true. I, I think that we're better. I, I got to be honest with you. Like I said, I think he's got like the mo like a very mild message that appeals to kind of a mild-mannered person. I don't think it's kind of like my number one choice for the Republican representation or <laughs> libertarian representation for president. But I, well, yeah, I, I also think we're better for having him, you know, <laughs> like just up on the stage and at least lending that discourse. Go ahead, Reynold. So Bill Weld has something that a lot of people in the libertarian party don't have. And that is a long history of political knowledge, and a long history of winning political um, for us not to embrace that and, and learn from it 
is a little odd to me. Um, but it, I mean, it doesn't come, it doesn't sound odd to me from someone like Joshua Smith or Michael Heiss, both of who really don't have any political acumen, don't understand politics very well. Uh, they believe that they can just repeat everything that Ron Paul ever said and win elections, which isn't going to work. Um, it never has worked. It never will work. How, and how many presidential elections did uh, Ron Paul win? Um, how well did he do in his pres- his one presidential election as a libertarian compared to someone like Gary? I mean, it's it's really kind of odd to me that people think that someone who appeals to a certain percentage of the of the uh, uh, country, let's say ten percent of the people, based off of you know personality types, they're ready to take that message and wholeheartedly believe it. But you got to win more than just 10% of the country. You've got to be able to appeal to a, a larger white of people and scaring them by saying you're going to change all of these things overnight and you don't care about their concerns or their daily lives. Like People who vote for in elections want to be able to wake up the next day and still be able to take care of their family, take care of their jobs, have, have an income and feel safe. And when you tell somebody you're going to change everything that they're doing and rip it all apart, and don't have a plan in place for how you're going to get them there safely without um, destroying their their lives. They're going to run away. They're not going to vote for you. And that's the message that these people want us to do, want us to have, which is just going to scare and make sure that nobody wants to hear us anymore, wants to vote for us. But as far as Bill Weld goes, I mean, I would love to see someone better. And I've said this before. I said, if you have someone better than Bill Weld, you want to run in the Libertarian Party, bring them on. Let's go. But the same, you know, when people who consider moving to the Libertarian Party from the Republican Party and they have baggage because they were a Republican for a long time, they're going to see what happened to Gary Johnson and Bill Weld and go, no, I don't think so. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Right. Everybody's like, well, we should get Justin Maj to come over and run for us. Well, that'd be great. Uh, do you think he would do it after what he's seen we've done to other people who have done this? You know, uh, Laura Epke moved over and there were some people inside the, part, inside the party who just did not like her moving over, right? So it just doesn't make sense to me that if we're trying to uh, uh, bring over people to join our party, why, when would they do that, we would treat them as being the devil themselves, it, it, I just don't see where their goals are at because I think no the goal the goal of the the, the two people we were talking about and the 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 Mises caucus uh, are to take over the party that was what Michael High said when he created that caucus was that he wanted everybody to join him in helping take over the party. He's not interested in trying to assist in helping the party. He's not trying to uh, make the party better. He's trying to make the party his, and that's his only goal. And because of that, he doesn't care who he hurts or what he does or how hypocritical he is. As long as he can say with a straight face that he's pushing the political buttons he wants to push and people are falling for it. And that's fine. That's uh, that happens when you have somebody like that, but not everybody's going to fall for it and it's going to cause a problem and you can't keep acting like that. I, I don't, I don't know Joshua Smith or Michael Heiss very well. I do know of them. I have had conversations with Joshua Smith before. And so I, I, I mean, I even want to reiterate just being part of this. I, I don't, 
I don't want to plant anything in their hearts, but I think that they need to double check themselves. Like, is this really about liberty? Is this really about taking down the state? Or is this about taking over a party, but then that party's not going to do anything? Because that's that's really what matters here, is, is going after the authoritarians, right? Is going after this... I mean, our, our whole goal in the Libertarian Party is a world set free in our lifetime. So, right, in that, how do we get there? In that uh, daily that I recorded recently, I stated that if I have argued, so I have disagreements with other Libertarians all the time about certain minor things within the belief structure. And so many people are purist about things that it's their principle. Well, your principle is a little bit different than mine based off how you interpret certain things. So now you're telling me I'm the devil. Because I disagree with you on these one or two points. Here's the deal. If you win, uh, if we if we push forward together and come out on the other side and your version of libertarianism wins out over mine, I'm okay with that because we're still 95% better off than we are today. Yeah, so let's agree. let's be let's let's work together and get somewhere and then when we get there, then we can quibble about that 5%. You know, let's have the arguments about that then. Why are we having the arguments now? It makes no sense to me. Uh, everybody and, on that stage was better than Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Every single one of them. I mean, I just... And and so to, to have such a passionate feeling about it that you would denounce the whole party, I, I just don't understand. Go, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, and to celebrate somebody like an Austin Peterson who stands up on stage and denounces the NAP, the core tenet of libertarian philosophy... To celebrate and hold on to them as an example of what the Libertarian Party should be while dismissing Bill Weld and trying to actively drive him out is when, yeah, maybe he has a few bits of wrong, wrong thing. Yeah, maybe. But guess what? It, it doesn't amount to the same. It amounts to the same amount of wrong think as dismissing the NAP. So why do we celebrate one and not the other? It's hypocritical at its core and it's toxic to the party. And I am sick of seeing the libertarian party shoot itself in the foot time in and time out in writing these people out and doing nothing to advance the cause of liberty. And I'm not asking anybody to sell out their own beliefs. I don't think any of us are asking that. I mean, no. we've, we've all come forward and boldly proclaimed what we thought before, regardless of how the libertarians felt about it. And we're not saying get on board with our thought. I mean, we always tell you, contact us. If you disagree, if you agree with us, tell us after the show, you know, message me. Talk, let's talk about it. Maybe I'll change my mind. You know, we're, we're, we're not saying that you have to sell out all your beliefs. I mean, I understand the people that didn't like Gary Johnson. He did like the tongue sticky outy thing and he, he was a little bit of a goofball sometimes. But come on. We're talking about running a guy who was a little bit of goofball against somebody who armed terrorists and somebody else who lies on his tax returns. I mean, come on. Like, it, it really, there's no comparison. Gary Johnson wasn't my number one pick either. So what? You know, like, it, you can't pretend he's not millions of times better than the other two that went up there. And so to just spend all your time bashing him is is such a backward step for us. Well, it's one thing to, 
something a lot of people in the Libertarian Party have done successfully for so many years is that's defeat our own candidates to the point where the Republicans and Democrats don't even have to bother worrying about it. Yeah, the the well, I mean, even just in this group, Reinhold, you have your own hate page on Facebook. I, I saw it the other day. Uh, I've been threatened to get doxxed before because of some of my thoughts on uh, how we should treat police officers. Paul, we, I mean, I know you and I have been in and uh, had some very negative and critical, and I'm not going to support you guys any more feedback because of some of the things that we've said on the show. By the way, yeah. if you're one of those people, fight me. <laughs> We're 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 to that point now. The gloves are coming off. But like, here's the thing: I I, I understand the disagreement. I don't understand your level of vitriol. Like, I really don't. I absolutely am rational enough to understand multiple points of view. I mean, and I know we say this all the time, but like, you know, Tad and Reinhold are night and day. But frankly, they're both libertarians. They're both focused on setting the world free in our lifetime and we're both we're better off for having both their perspectives yeah they disagree so what you know like we talk about it we learn from it but they're both advancing the cause of liberty i just i just think that that's that's such a that that's a perspective that we've lost what you said about defeating our own our own guys reinhold is just so true and it's shooting ourselves in the foot and I am sick of who is trying to be king of this party when we need to, to be taking down who's trying to be king of the world. Anyhow, I, I mean, it, again, this is a hot take. This is a lot based on speculation. That's kind of my th- final thoughts on it is I, I hate the infighting. I think everybody does. Everybody year after year at the convention. What's the number one problem with the Libertarian Party? The infighting. But we just can't seem to stop. And I, man, I got to tell you, and I know Joshua Smith kind of like popularized this, but let's like live by it. It's just opt out. Like if it gets to the point where you are fighting and somebody's going to leave the party and, and you're ridiculing them and you're hating on them, just stop. Just stop. Let, let Bill Weld lose on stage like he would in a debate with all the other presidential candidates. You know, not not to the Republican th- Democrats. I'm saying to the Libertarian ones, if your guy's so much better... We have debates. Let him go. You know, there's no reason that you need to defeat him on Facebook or constantly be calling for his resignation. You know, Absolutely. I might not love the reactions of Michael Heiss and Joshua Smith right now, but I don't even want them leaving the party. They do work. I want them bringing in who they bring in. I want the capitalist from Michael Heiss. I want the socialist from uh, Mike Shipley. I want the the everybody in between from we are libertarians to all come together and say we are done getting tread on but it requires me being able to extend a hand with both of those sides and both of those sides extending a hand to each other bill weld is like as oatmeal as it gets (laughs) he just is he's not thrilling i get it but i mean he it's not like he's got some murder on his record or something crazy like, he's just a normal guy. So, I'm sorry. I said that would be my final words. That's my final words. Reinhold, Paul, whichever one who wants, go ahead. Cap us off. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, go ahead Paul. Yeah. Oh. So, like I said before, I, th- I think that uh, Bill Weld is not a perfect person. I think I disagree with him on a number of things. Uh, I think he was actually trying to help the party. And that incentive that he had 
was positive and instead of learning from him instead of gaining some knowledge from him instead of using him and utilizing what he was offering to us a lot of people spit him in his in the face uh and that's going to happen anytime anybody else tries to come over too so i think we're just a lot of people are just kidding themselves and thinking that's what they really want and when people who are more interested in their own political power than they are about uh, achieving a goal that's much more unifying and much more broad um, when they get power uh, that's just a, that's just a bad place to be and we shouldn't be giving them that power anymore all right yeah. Paul take it away yeah my final thoughts <sighs> nobody in the liberty movement is as pure as the driven snow and all of us come with baggage and holdovers from our prior belief systems that we have to work to overcome. Or maybe we don't. Maybe some of those are correct. But the fact of the matter is, if we treated everybody who came to this party the way that we have treated Bill Weld for the last three years, then, well, we would be just as relevant as we are now. But if we stopped trying to purity test everybody on their way in and instead just worked to smooth out the rough edges in a non-combative, in a guiding way, mentor people, which is something that I am focusing on this year, is mentoring more people in the liberty movement, then we can grow our relevance and we can make it so that we can start to work to dismantle the destructive policies of the Republicans and Democrats. But we don't get there by turning the party into a cesspit, trying to decide who is the most pure or who is able to bo bring the most psychophants to shout down their opposition. That's well said. Well, guys, thanks so much for making this happen. I know it's like kind of late breaking news, but uh, we're going to get this on the show for you. Uh, if you like what you hear, please help us out. Throw us a like, throw us a listen, uh, subscribe on Patreon, help donate to the show so we can keep doing more of these. But uh, we need your support in order to keep this thing going. Really exciting news. Uh, we were, well, we got up to like number 22 on government uh, podcast so really exciting we're growing we're growing big and it's all thanks to you so thanks so much for listening yeah. and we'll we'll talk to you next time